Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and my name is Anna. And you're listening to the Culips English podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Culips. This is Chatterbox, the Culips series for intermediate and advanced English learners, featuring natural, unedited conversations between native speakers. Today, I'm joined by my co-host Anna. Hello, Anna. Hello, Andrew, and hello, listeners. So, everyone, in this episode, Andrew and I are going to talk about being a digital nomad. Over the last few years, more and more people have embraced this kind of professional lifestyle, which, on the surface, seems like a dream come true. But is it really? Well, we're going to discuss some of the pros and cons and the ins and outs of being a digital nomad in just a moment. But before we do, Andrew, how about we tell everyone about the study guide for this episode? Anna, you read my mind. That is a great idea. So, everyone, we made a study guide for this episode, just like we do for all of our Culips content. And in the study guide, you'll find detailed vocabulary definitions and examples of the key and important vocabulary that you'll hear Anna and I use today. There's a quiz in the guide. There are prompts that you can use for speaking and writing practice. And we recommend following along with the guide and with the transcript while you listen to this episode. Now, to get the study guide, you just need to sign up and become a Culips member. And you can find all the details and sign up by visiting our website, culips.com. Becoming a member helps support the work that we do here at Culips, but it also gives you access to the learning materials and tools that we make to help you improve your English. And get fluent faster. Another way to support us is to follow us on social media like Instagram or YouTube. Tell your friends who are learning English to check us out, or leave us a five-star rating and positive review on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you usually listen to us with. And to those of you out there that have become members or have left a review or a follow on social media, thank you so much for your continued support. We couldn't do it without you. And with that being said, let's transition into our main topic for today, which is being a digital nomad. Now, I think a good place to start with this conversation is with a definition. So, Andrew, could you break it down for us a little? What is a digital nomad exactly? Yeah, sure. So, a digital nomad is someone who does all of their work remotely on the internet, and as a result. You know, they don't have to go to the office every day. They're on the internet, working completely remotely. So where they do their work is really irrelevant as long as they have their laptop or they have their smartphone and an internet connection. Most importantly, an internet connection. Then a digital nomad can really work anywhere. So given this freedom, digital nomads travel from place to place to place around the world, working and traveling at the same time. Now the words nomad and its adjective form as well, nomadic. These words originally describe people and societies that don't settle down in one place, and they wander and move from place to place. Traditionally, taking all of their belongings and their animals as well with them. So I think. Anna, at least when I think of nomads, I think of the Mongols back in the day,、uh, famous nomadic 
people, also the Romani in, in Europe, but there were many nomadic societies that existed around the world. And I think these days that culture, that nomadic culture has largely disappeared. But I did a search on Wikipedia and I saw a stat that said as of 1995, there were an estimated 30 to 40 million nomadic people on earth still living this kind of traditional nomadic lifestyle. So I think it's still around, but just definitely not in the same way that it used to be back in the day. So anyways, guys, these days, then a digital nomad is a person who travels from place to place, but instead of taking their herd animals with them and their tents and this kind of thing, instead, they take their laptops and their smartphones with them so that they can stay connected to the internet and do their work. So Anna, I'm wondering, I I guess I have a lot of questions for you about this topic, (laughs) but... um, I'm wondering, does this kind of work sound appealing to you? To me, it sounds pretty good, but I'm wondering about you. How do you think? What do you think about it? So I guess I've seen a lot of these digital nomads um, on Instagram's a typical place where um, people sell this um, ideal, or we would say in English, live in the dream. It seems like they're Mm. living the dream, like big time, you know, they're in these gorgeous places like Bali or South America or Europe, and they're traveling around everywhere. And of course that appeals to me. I mean, I think it appeals to everybody. That's the point. Wouldn't everybody just love to be traveling around the world um, and working at the same time, earning a living and also getting to experience all of these things? Of course it appeals to me. But I think they obviously have to show one side of this life. And a lot of these people, actually, they try to recruit people to do the sort of things that they do. Um, so I, I, I guess I've got a couple of things in my head. Number one would be, I, I'd like to know how many of these digital nomads are really, truly digital nomads. I mean, moving around all the time or I'm a little bit um, suspicious that maybe they're not showing everything on social media, which would completely make sense. But I I think I'm actually more of a, I like to kind of stay in one place. I'm I'm quite happy having things kind of settled and, um, but it does appeal to me. I think that's the point. It just looks like you're living the dream. But I mean, we have that expression in English, which is, you know, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is let's be honest, they're still working at the same time. It's not like they're just living and and not working. So, I mean, I don't know. I'd love to hear really a true perspective from a digital nomad about what it's really like moving around all the time and not being at one place. I don't know. I guess it could be really exciting, but also quite stressful as well, Mm. uh, moving around all the time. What do you think, Andrew? Does, Does it appeal to you? Yeah, well, the inspiration for this episode actually comes from my wife because she is living a one-week digital nomad fantasy out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She works at a company, and the company had transitioned to online work because of the pandemic. And slowly, as life is returning to normal, you know, I think most people are back to the office here in South Korea, most company workers, but for whatever reason, because she works in tech, I think tech has kind of stayed online. And so she hasn't had to go back to the office yet. So she's still working at home, doing all of her work online, which is great. But she has a feeling 
that that is going to change soon. And she, she's got like the sense like, oh, I think my company is going to call everybody back to the office really, really quickly, maybe within the next few weeks. So before she has to go back to the office, she wanted to try living like a digital nomad for a week. So she is away right now. She is on an island called Jeju Island, which is the quote unquote Hawaii of South Korea. It's about a one hour flight from Seoul and it's beautiful. There are amazing beaches and palm trees and it's semi-tropical. It's a really amazing place. So she is on day three of seven of her digital nomad adventure. And I talked to her right before we started recording and I asked for her mini review, like after two days, how, how is it? How is working as a digital nomad? And she said, you know, it's great. It's cool, but it's not all that it's cracked up to be. And uh, I asked her about that. Like, why isn't it all that it's cracked up to be? She said, the first thing is that it's really difficult to travel with all of the equipment that you need to work. So she wanted to just pack light. You know, she's only gone for a week, but because she has to bring her laptop with her, she needs her mouse, she needs her headphones, she has some other accessories that she needs to use. Uh, she works with mobile design, so she needs to have a couple of different smartphones to look at the designs. So it's all these things that you need to bring and they are heavy. <laughs> so you got to truck those around with you. Um, and when those things are taking up all of your space in your bag, then you either need to bring another bag or you need to just have very few items of clothing and accessories that you bring with you. So she said that is the first thing that is not so good. Secondly, it's a little bit stressful because you don't know exactly how good the internet connection is going to be where you're at, or you can't really depend on the environment being quiet. So I guess this depends on the line of work you're doing. You know, maybe if you're just like a freelance programmer or something, that's not as important. But for her, she does a lot of collaborative work. She has meetings all the time, daily scrum meetings in the morning. And if you can't join those meetings or if it's really loud in the background or something, it's not going to fly. So she said that's already been stressful for her and she's only two days in. And she's also in South Korea, which has some of the best, fastest internet in the world. So I could only imagine, like, I think a lot of digital nomads go to Southeast uh, Asia, Southeast Asia, or South America. And maybe in these places, the internet is not as quick as it is here. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right that it seems appealing. And it definitely sounds appealing to me as well. But maybe it's not all that I thought it was initially. Yeah, I mean, look, it's like, you've got to weigh it up, haven't you as well? I mean, like, you know, you're in the case of your wife, like you've got to think about it, especially if you already own a, a house or you rent somewhere and you also want to be a digital nomad at the same time, you've got to weigh up and think, well, I'm doubling up here because you're paying for um, your, your rent. You're also paying to go and stay somewhere, I assume in some kind of accommodation as well. So mm -hmm. I don't know how many people actually really are living place to place, i.e. they don't have... A, a house or a rented house or or an owned house or whatever that they don't then have as a base and then they travel around. Um, I think probably more people do that model than having just like 
I don't rent anywhere. I just move around because I mean, literally for tax purposes and things like that. I think you've got to be resident somewhere, right? You've got to pay taxes somewhere, I think, I assume. I don't know. I think it's it's an interesting way of life. And I, I have partial location freedom. So location freedom is another term that's kind of thrown around as well um, in mm-hmm. this kind of um, space. And I do have part of that. So I have part of my week that's totally up to me. I could be anywhere. I could be in England. I could be in Bali. I could be in New Zealand, wherever I want. And I don't feel I've really made the most of that so far. And actually, I feel quite inspired by your by your wife to go away and try and, and do that, um, maybe for for a couple of weeks. But at the end of the day, you are working. So it comes right. back to that, right? You're not on holiday. And I'm the mm. same as your wife. Like, look, I work with people all day. I'm talking all day. I need a quiet space, a space where I'm not going to annoy the hell out of people because I'm speaking all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And I need a good internet connection. So it's, I feel the most comfortable I feel is at home with my desk. I've got all my things here. Okay, yeah, I'm not looking at the beach, but I'm comfortable and it works for me. So I don't know. I I, want to try it though. I think there has to be some, something fun about being out of the norm, doing something a little bit different, being in a different space. And there's so many good things that that brings. But I think, like you said, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Nothing is. Like if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. There's going to be some people that really suit that lifestyle. They love that lifestyle. But I think for the majority, I think most people prefer to have a base and then work from that. I don't know. I, I, I probably need to take advantage of the more of the location freedom that I have because I do have much more location freedom than other people that are tied to one city, one space, one office, one street. Where would you like to work though? I mean, imagine Andrew, if you could, you know, jet off tomorrow and become a digital nomad, uh, where Mm. would you, where would you go? Would you go to the same island? uh... In Jeju Islands? Yeah. Oh, this is a great question. I don't know. I, I guess I'm sort of attracted to the same countries that are, are famous for digital nomads, maybe going to Indonesia or Bali or just, I guess, wherever is on my travel bucket list anyways, right? Like some of the places that I want to visit are Australia and New Zealand and South America, Brazil. Those places are on the top of my travel bucket list. So I guess I would just go there. But I don't know, Anna, like in the past, I I guess it's not really being a digital nomad because I, I was just traveling. The goal was travel. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I maintain the QLips podcast. So I'm always thinking about the podcast, always working on the podcast, even when I'm traveling. And so in the past, when I've gone on longer trips for, you know, two weeks, three weeks, a month, I've always brought equipment with me, brought my microphones, brought audio recorders, brought my laptop so that I could work while I'm traveling. And always at the start of the trip, I have these plans, you know, like, oh, I'll wake up and I'll do a couple hours of podcast work and it will be great. And it is always so hard to squeeze the work in. Like, it's really hard to stay focused once you go to a different country, adjust to the time zone, and you don't really want to work in that kind of situation. It's hard to stay focused. So I guess maybe it's different. Like if you have set meetings and you have to, you know, report to a boss or something, but if you're a freelancer and you're on your own schedule, I think you'd really have to stay disciplined. And I'd be worried about that. Also, like you mentioned, you brought up some tax, tax issues. 
visa issues, you know, like, is it legal to do that? Like, if I just packed up and went to Bali for three months and worked, um, like, what is the legality of doing that? I know some countries actually have digital nomad visas, but I don't know. I think that there probably are a lot of people, a lot of digital nomads that are doing it illegally. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? But there has to be some, I mean, you have to, I, I, I'm honestly, I'm not an expert in this area, but I imagine just from my very basic knowledge, I mean, you've got to pay taxes somewhere. I don't know how it works, but I guess people will flock to the type of countries that offer these, these things more flexibly. Obviously that would make complete sense. Mm. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, I think, Ultimately, the way that I try and when I see these things and I, you know, because when you see these people on the beach, they've got the laptop or they're by the pool and they're like, oh, yeah, just sending a few emails, making three million in two minutes and, uh, <laughs> right. you know, come and come and join me. Um, you know, you've kind of got to take it with a bit of a pinch of salt. You're like, OK, mm. good for them. They seem like they're having a great life. Like, I really don't feel envious of that type of people because I think good for you like if you've managed to set that up like all to you like fair play um mm. lots of people would never be able to do that so good for you um but I always think you know actually my personality and the way that I am probably it wouldn't it wouldn't suit me very much and look they're still working wherever you go you're gonna have to work in some form whether it's for yourself um or whether it's for a company or whatever I mean you're always gonna have to work at some point so I mean it's never going to be like you're on holiday for the rest of your life. You know, that's not right. what it's about. So I always think about that. But I do remember that I did read something um, in a book that I read and it was a quote by somebody. And I'm really sorry, I don't know who said this. Um, but they said that actually a lot of the problems that we have in life are because we settle down in one place. Hmm. And we're, you know, because as humans in the past, like you said, there were so many nomadic tribes. We moved around, we moved to new places, we explored. I mean, I'm talking about obviously many, many years ago. And actually a lot of the problems we have is because we settled down, which is a really interesting perspective. And I never thought about it like that because often a lot of the thing that we want to do is we want to settle down. Like that's kind of how our life goes. It's like you kind of get to this point where you want to be in one place, okay, settled mm -hmm. and having everything together per se. And they were like, oh, no, 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 that's actually the problem that people have is because we don't move around enough is because we spend too much time in one place we settle down and so I thought I thought that was quite an interesting perspective I've never thought about it like that but maybe we do need to be a little bit more nomadic maybe we do need to move around a little bit more um experience things but it's difficult as well I mean you know being able to afford to do that is is one thing um it's difficult to afford just to do things in your own country let alone you know uh pack off and run around another country so um yeah I don't know I I think if you can do it if you love that lifestyle all to you and enjoy it but I think you have to take everything like this with a pinch of salt they're always mm -hmm. going to try and reel you in with these you know amazing pictures and you know uh snazzy titles you know like I made three million in five minutes and I was eating a <laughs> croissant you know um which may be true but the likelihood that you're going to be able to do that is actually really small you know the percentage of people that can live that lifestyle that earn a lot of money working around the world is, is it's a it's a small percentage um mm. but you know if you want to try it try it I mean who knows I I think for me personally and never say never, but I think I like my work to be my work and my travel to be my travel. And I would mm. rather just stay in one place, have one home base, and then, you know, get all my work done. And then I'm lucky enough as a university instructor that I do get 
vacations. When the students have vacations,、mm. you know, sometimes I teach summer classes or winter classes, but sometimes I have vacation in that period as well. And so if I do, you know, have the opportunity to travel, then that's a great time. I can get it done and. Is fantastic, and I, I like that. I don't think I could mix the two. I I think I would just feel too stressed out all the time, to be honest with you, about those issues that we mentioned earlier about not being able to guarantee strong internet connection or、uh, a, a quiet space. But it does, I guess, really depends on the line of work you do, right? If you're a blog writer. Maybe you just have total freedom to get a couple of hours of writing done, and then you could have the rest of the day to hang out in a tropical location. So I guess maybe I'm just sort of mapping my work onto being a digital nomad. But if you had a different career, or if I had a different career, then yeah, it could probably work a lot better.、Mm. I've kind of got this image in my head of you know I'm I'm in an Airbnb I'm in an apartment by the beach you know I've got my laptop on the balcony and I'm like yeah but I couldn't do that because I'd be annoying the hell out of everybody in the in the apartment vlog with my you know persistent English or like、uh, oh no that's not right or correcting people I mean it would just drive people crazy so even though I have this image in my head of like what it would look like、um, I'm sure it probably wouldn't be quite like that but I would like to do something a little bit like what your wife did where maybe one I take One week, I go. Maybe I try and reschedule some of my work and just spend some time thinking about like things that I want to do this year, or, or planning things, or being a little bit more creative. So I think I would like to make a little bit.、Um, I'd like to take advantage more of my location freedom. I think every now and again, I think it's a good idea maybe to just okay, maybe I'll go、um, to a different town or a different city or. Or whatever, just to try it out. Why not? I mean,、mm. if you can, I think it would be almost an insult not to.、Mm. Um, so I think I should do take advantage of that a little bit more. But I don't think you're going to see me in in Bali anytime soon.、Uh, you know, with my laptop on a swing <laughs> by the beach. But never say never. Never say never. Never say never. <laughs> never say never. Maybe I'll end up there. Who knows? But I think it's a very small percentage of people that really truly live this lifestyle,、mm. um, and and are successful doing it. I think it might be difficult to be successful and be able to keep it up because obviously you've got to earn money, you've got to keep going, you've got to get new business. Or、um, so I really don't know. I have no idea of the statistics, but I imagine it's a small percentage of people that can really make it work. But if you can make it work, and you like that kind of lifestyle, then why not? Why not? Yeah, one final advantage that I should mention that just came to mind now, and I'm not sure what it's like in Spain, but here in South Korea, the weekends are when most people travel. So if you go to Jeju Island on the weekend, everything is more expensive, and I guess that doesn't go just for Jeju Island; that goes for all tourist destinations in the whole country. So hotels are more expensive, flights are more expensive. They're also more difficult to book; they sell out really quickly on the weekends because that's when people can travel. But if you live this kind of digital Nomad lifestyle. You could do what my wife did, and she left on Tuesday. So、uh, this week on Tuesday, she departed, and the flights were way cheaper, hotels were way cheaper, everything much much cheaper. And then she's already on the island for the weekend. So now, you know,、uh, Anna, you and I are recording here on Friday. She's logged out of work now, and she's already on the island,、uh, ready for the weekend. So like everybody else that works. <laughs> 
in the office during the week, if they wanted to go to the island for the weekend, maybe they're only at the airport now checking in, right? So sure. gives you that advantage of being in the spot that you want to be at when you do have time off to explore like over the weekend. So yeah, I think there's pluses and minuses just like there is for everything. But Anna, I have one final question here for mm -hmm. you and then we'll yeah. wrap this up. Okay. And, and that is, you know, now as remote work is more and more popular and location freedom is becoming a benefit that many people across many different sectors can enjoy. Do you think there will be an explosion of digital nomadism in the future? Not particularly. I think that I think that it's still quite a niche area. Um, I think most people are used to being in one place. I think most people want to settle down more or less around one place. I think it will be very popular with people who are, you know, in their early 20s, they're exploring, they're going out and doing things. Um, obviously, very difficult if you've got a family, for example. Mm -hmm. um, so no, I don't think there's going to be a huge explosion of, of people doing it. I think it will still be sold as a very attractive lifestyle and people will still try it. But no, I don't think there's going to be a huge explosion. I think the way that we work in that way, I think will stay more or less the same. I think we might see more movement within where people are, for example, moving to different places like moving from the city to the country rather than moving from being settled to moving around all the time. But that's my very inexpert opinion. What about you, Andrew? Actually, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I have exactly the same opinion. And really, like you said, this is a very niche amount of people that can actually do this anyways, right? You couldn't be a plumber and be a digital nomad. It's just not going to work. You can't build houses and be a digital nomad. There are so many jobs that still require you to be in a certain location. So it's only a niche amount of the workforce that could do this in the first place. And then it's only a certain segment of that small segment that would actually like to live this lifestyle. So I think you're absolutely right that this probably works well for uh, people in their 20s who have a lot of freedom, who aren't tied down. And, you know, I think that's perfect. That's awesome. If you can do that when you're young, go for it. But yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, we're going to see a huge explosion of people living this digital nomadic lifestyle in the future. I, I don't I don't see it happening. All right, everyone, that will bring us to the end of this episode. So thank you for listening and good job on getting in some English listening practice today. If you like this episode and if you like Qlips in general, we would really appreciate it if you could support us. There are several ways that you could do that. The best way is by signing up and becoming a Qlips member on our website, qlips.com. Visit the website to learn about all of the details. But that's not the only way you can support us. You could also tell your friends who are learning English to check out Qlips. You could leave us a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Or you could follow us on social media. We will be back soon with another brand new episode. And we'll talk to you then. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.